Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's Haley Ryan here with Talk the Plank. This is your minor league madness. And the Pittsburgh Pirates released their rosters two days ago for the triple A, double A, high A, and low A. And both of those seasons, and all of those seasons rather, are set to get started soon. Triple A already started on March 31st. They have a game tomorrow at 5 p.m. versus the Louisville Bats, uh, which is the Cincinnati Reds affiliate. But other than that, we have a couple of home openers and just opening days in general coming up this weekend. For To address the rosters, we see some familiar faces, but we also see Quinn Priester making the jump from double A to triple A this, this season. And we also see Andy Rodriguez in AAA. And I know if you're anything like me or anything like the entire fan base, then you would know how exciting it is to see Andy Rodriguez. And hopefully him being on the AAA roster would mean he's up sooner than later. I know he's obviously going to be up, if he, especially if he hits the ball like he does, which he already has a home run this season and it was a no doubter so we are going to see some big things from him and an interesting case with Andy Rodriguez is he's not very big he has a lot of power for someone who's barely scratching 200 if even so I think it's an interesting mix and I think it's an he's very tiny for a catcher And I honestly think that I'm super excited to see him develop. And I'm, I know a bunch of Pirates fans are hoping that he's up sooner than later. So, but other AAA players that we see, we see Malcolm Nunez, who I honestly think is going to be a sleeper player uh, for AAA this year. We got him in the Jose Quintana trade with St. Louis. And I honestly, I think he's going to be a fantastic player. Watching him at the curve, he really developed over the season. And so seeing him up to AAA is honestly really, really exciting. 
We've mentioned Andy Rodriguez, which, first of all, I want to touch on Andy Rodriguez real quick. Uh, that We got Andy Rodriguez from the Mets through a three-team trade with the Padres and the Mets. So that was when we traded Joe Musgrove to the Padres. The Mets gave us Andy Rodriguez, and the Padres gave Joey Lucchese to the Mets. So we got Andy Rodriguez from the Mets for... I don't want to say basically nothing because obviously we did give up someone like Joe Musgrove, but in the Mets standpoint, they got Joey Lucchese and we got Andy Rodriguez. And I just think that's an interesting, interesting swap out. But hey, what do you know? Another standout in Triple A, he performed in the World Baseball Classic and he was making headlines um, in the World Baseball Classic for his outstanding defense. He was hitting really good in the World Baseball Classic, but that's Chavez Young. And we got him from the Blue Jays for Zach Thompson. And I think that's also an, a very interesting trade because my second favorite team is the Blue Jays. Uh, so it was pretty interesting to see them give up Young. But as someone who's watched him play, he hasn't really had all the opportunity to really shine uh, for, you know, the Jays. But I think giving up Zach Thompson was kind of just a little bit. We could have come away with a steal in this one. So I honestly really hope to see him up at some point this year. I know right now the Pirates have an abundance of outfielders, and it just feels like it keeps just like pouring into the intro triple A. But I honestly would really like to see him. And just to rattle off some familiar names for Pirates fans, uh, four of our draft players are up there. We have Car Carmen Mlodzinski, Mike Burrows, Quinn Priester, and Nick Gonzalez. So first of all, talking about the three pitchers in Mlodzinski, Priester, and Burrows, I think it's pretty exciting for um, to have three almost elite pitchers at the in the minor league levels uh, on the triple a roster because i'm just super excited hopefully i've always been a quinn priester fan i've watched a lot of high school baseball as well as college baseball before the drafts and i honestly think that i am i was such a huge fan and i loved the pick with quinn priester and i honestly believe that having three of those guys there especially building off of what mitch keller did did against Boston as well as what Rowanzi Contreras did against Boston. I think honestly, I would be really excited to see them up soon, and I feel like it would be a scary rotation with those guys. So, and obviously, I uh, have to mention Luis Ortiz. He's made his debut last year, and honestly, I have been really impressed with him. Um. I think he has potential to be really, really good with his, some of his stuff. Um, I wish he was up on the team. Um, again, I would prefer to see these young, younger guys get more playing time. But, again, never going to write off Rich Hill or Vince Velasquez until it's real too late. But I would really like to see Lu Luis Ortiz back up here soon. But... As some of you may know, I'm going to be spending a lot of time at the Altoona Curve, which is our double A. 
I have an internship there, so I'm going to be spending almost every homestand there, which is so exciting. I'm very thrilled. So I'm going to be spending a lot of time getting to know some of these curve players. And, of course, the big one we all know is Henry Davis. First overall, a couple years ago for the Pirates, and we drafted him. And I think right now a lot of people are trying to write him off, but I know one of the reasons they do is because he's been injury prone and a, a lot of the time it it was based off of you know because of being hit by a pitch and necessarily it doesn't it looks like he slightly crowds the plate but not enough to get hit by a pitch that much so I don't think you can write him off I really don't I think he is a, an elite catcher I think he is Figuring out his offense, I, I just, I don't know. I think we're going to see him up to AAA probably. But in the case of him and Andy Rodriguez, I think at this point, Andy makes it before Henry does. And obviously already uh, we see that, we obviously already see that Andy is in AAA while Henry is in AA. But I think Andy has proven a little bit more, but I think Henry Davis is not, you can't write him off just yet, ever. Um, some of our interesting AA rosters, uh, Drew Maggi, uh, who was a free agent last year, he elected free agency from the Phillies, and then we traded for him for cash. But the interesting story is he went to AAA and then elected free agency again, and then ultimately the Pirates re-signed him and sent him to Altoona. I think he had a great spring, and maybe I'm impartial because I think that I would really love to see him make his Major League debut with the Pirates, especially since he's been in... He was drafted initially by the Pirates, but then... On top of that, he spent almost 11 years, if not 11 years, in the minors. And he's still, you know, hanging with it and hanging around. And honestly, you know, he has yet to make his debut after 11 years in the minors. He's still hanging with it. It would just be awesome to see him just, even just like one at-bat, one or two at-bats, bro. Like, it, it would just be pretty exciting to see him get that opportunity because, Obviously, he really wants to play Major League Baseball, and he he, ha he hasn't given it up yet. And I am I'm just cheering for the guy. And he had a he didn't have a horrible spring either. That's the thing. He performed really, really well for for you know someone who was a free agent twice in one year. But I definitely think that I would love, love, love to see him get an opportunity for sure. Then we have our regular guys, Tanaj Thomas, who we got from Cleveland a couple years back in exchange, or he came over with Eric Gonzalez in exchange for Jordan Luplo and Max Moroff. Now that was a trade. I loved Max Moroff and Jordan Luplo, and I never gave Tanaj Thomas the love that he deserved because of you know the because of my like grudge I held against him and Eric Gonzalez for being part of the trade but I 
love the stuff that he's been doing. He also was in the World Baseball Classic, so it was pretty cool to see a bunch of. Um, it was pretty cool to see a bunch of guys in our minors play in the World Baseball Classic. I forgot to mention that Luis Ortiz was also in the World Baseball Classic. So yeah, it was pretty. It was really exciting to see a bunch of these guys. Um, play for World Baseball Classic because to us, they seem like you know, we know them, we're familiar with them but to get like Pirates Minor League out there, it's kind of really cool to think about it and I know there's been a lot of backlash for the World Baseball Classic but I personally love it and I love to see some of these guys get the chance to play for their home countries and stuff so um, I think it was really cool that we had a couple of them play so I really enjoy that, and I think Tanaj Thomas is going to have a big year. He's honestly one of my sleepers. I think he's going to be an outstanding pitcher for the curve this year. Um, I honestly, I know people always mention Leo Pagaro in terms of, you know, top players at the curve, and I agree. Um, I said that last time that I think he's going to be good. Uh, we got him from Arizona for Starling Marte, also with Brennan Malone. And I honestly am super high on Leover Pagaro. I think in the brief time that he had with the MLB, I honestly think that he is going to be something good. I really, I really do think he is, has so much potential. And obviously right now with the shortstop spot being occupied with O'Neill Cruz, I think it's going to be a little bit until we see him, but he also can play other parts of the infield as well, so that duality is going to help him out, I think, but um, we have more draft picks that are finally working their way up uh, in Matt Frazier, Matt Gorski, and Mason Martin. Now, all three of these guys have slightly underperformed with the curve, um, but I honestly think I think out of those three, Mason Martin looked really good in spring training. He had a bit of pop, and I, I just think he looks really like he could make or break this season for him. But Matt Frazier has been a little bit of an upset, but still, I think him and Gorski are going to pan out. And I know losing Shackleford um, to Triple A is going to... Uh, allow for more opportunity for playing time in the lineups so hopefully more at bats get good um you know uh, skills for them so hopefully we'll see how that goes but in our high and low a we see a couple more draft picks uh and more um trades too i know me and a couple other pirates fans we were kind of blindsided by the Zion trade because obviously we got Kanan Smith and Jigba and Rowanzi Contreras from that trade. We also got two more. We got one whose name is Michael Escado. And if you watched the last couple games of spring training, you probably saw him hit a three-run homer. And I was like, wait, I, I can't remember who that is. But he's in high A, and I think... If he's going to hit like that, he could make it up to Altoona pretty soon. But I know everyone was highlighted by Rowanzi Contreras and Kanan Smith and Jigba coming over. But we had Sammy Siani and Bubba Chandler. Bubba Chandler is our two-way player. Um, 
I'm pretty excited to see them both at high A. I've always been high on Sammy Siani. I think he's just, he's going to be really good. And I'm always thrilled to have a two-way player. I know Otani really put it on the map in recent years, and it hasn't really been all that easy to come by. But I honestly think that um, it's going to be really nice to see him. I think he's developing more on pitching this season. Um, but it'd be really nice to see, um, all of that. So, um, we also have Eddie Yeen who got for, with Will Crow for Josh Bell to the Nats and Hudson Head, who also was a part of that Andy Rodriguez, Joe Musgrove, three team, whatever it was. Um, so... We got Hudson Head. He looks really good. I think I plan to have him as one of my sleepers this year. And to finish out with the rosters, in low A, one of our big standouts is obviously Tamar Johnson, our draft pick. He, yeah, he just looks outstanding. And I can't wait to see what he does with the minor leagues and how fast they'll maneuver through it so yeah i'm pretty excited to for our i'm pretty excited about our teams our minor leagues but the triple a team has a lot of injuries there are a ton of players already out for the season which is very unfortunate because um it only started march 31st which obviously wasn't that long ago so We are seeing some injuries with um, Triple A. I know Jared Triola is injured, and there's just a couple others that are out for the season in total. So it's pretty discouraging to see that, but um, I think they have a pretty strong uh, roster without some of those players. So hopefully just being able to see that will be really nice. For the schedule... Like I said, Indianapolis already started their season on March 31st. They were to play yesterday, or my apologies, they were to play April 5th, and it was postponed. Um, and then they play April 6th at 5 p.m. They're playing at Louisville. They're taking on the Louisville Bats, which is the AAA affiliate of the Cincinnati Reds. And the Altoona Curve, they play at home at 6 p.m. April 6th. um, And they're against the New Hampshire Fisher Cats. High A is playing on April 7th at Hudson Valley, where they take on the Renegades, which is the High A affiliate of the Yankees and Low A April 7th. They're home at 6.30 p.m. against the Clearwater Threshers Low A affiliate of the Phillies. So we got a various amount of games going on this weekend. Super excited to see how some of these players play. Um, Really excited to see some of the curve get going. Like I said, I'm going to be down there for most of the homestands. So I'm really excited to be able to watch firsthand watch how some of these players grow and develop so it's gonna be really exciting and i think our minor leagues look really good um but now it's time to shift to the major leagues not necessarily 
all about the major leagues. But we've seen a couple minor leaguers last year make their MLB debuts. And some of them, let's just do a little check-in, if you will, on how they're doing. So, obviously, the big one right now is Cal Mitchell is not on the team. He was sent back down to Triple A at the beginning of the season after getting cut from spring training. And as upsetting as it is, I expected it. Uh, he just hasn't performed. And it, when you put in retrospect that him and Jack Sawinski were playing almost every time together and Jack Swinski was ultimately playing better, especially at home. He wasn't really great uh, at the away games. But when you put that into perspective, you really kind of got to think that it was going to happen sooner or later. And especially like I mentioned earlier in the podcast that we have an abundance of outfielders and I definitely did not see Cal Mitchell beating out Kanan Smith and Jigba, Jack Sawinski, obviously not Brian Reynolds, and now with Andrew McCutcheon and G. Bay getting some time in center field. So it was expected um, with not hitting in a hitter's league, it was just kind of not what we wanted, but it was most likely expected. Shifting on to G. Bay, um, he had an amazing opening day this season. Um, he got, His bag kind of fell off in the last two games of the Cincinnati series, but then he seemed to pick it back up. He had his first major league home run uh, in this Boston series, as well as had an outstanding catch in center field. So I think he's had some slight errors on defense, um, but I think his bat seems to be coming around, and I think... He just needs to he just needs to focus on defense, I think, because right now, I remember the one game, uh, I'm not sure exactly which series or which game in the Cincinnati series it was, but there was I'm not sure if it was a miscommunication, but O'Neill Cruz was going to field a ball and shortstop and it was far over in the shortstop area, and Bay crossed over second base and tried almost cut him off and just kind of threw in some miscommunication. And I, I, I just think there needs to be more consistency with his infield. His catch was amazing, um, but I think he needs to work on defense. His bat um, seems a little inconsistent right now, but with more playing time, that's definitely going to come. Another guy that we see, the rest of these guys are all in the major leagues right now. Um, Kanan Smith and Jigba. I've been high on this guy for a while since we got him. He got off to such a hot start last year, but he only played three games because of the unfortunate injury that he faced with a fractured wrist. Um, I just know... I just feel that like if he was able to play if he was able to play like a full or like more games I definitely think he would have gotten off to a great start and would have been a solid bat and now this season he is back up uh, had an outstanding spring training he showed so much pop he showed some speed on the bases 
He just had contact after contact. And I honestly, we see that now carry over into the regular season. Um, He's just hitting the ball really hard. I think he's just making great contact and he is a great player to have. Um, So I'm really excited to see him actually hopefully get a full season. I don't want to jinx him because, you know, injury jinxes are incredibly real. Um, But I think he is one of our best bats in the lineup and he's just great and I'm glad he's actually going to get playing time because I know that if he did get more time if he wasn't hurt he would be a solid bat um I mentioned Jack Sawinski now Jack Sawinski is still on the team but right now he is not performing very well um I know he had an amazing an amazing in quotations season with all the home runs and he could really only hit up PNC Park. He really could. His home and road numbers compared to each other were quite. There was quite an astronomical astronomical difference. So I really think that partially that's carrying over. And again, home and away. And we've only been away so far. We have the home opener on Friday. We have you know a couple home stands. I maybe that's gonna we'll see but I think that he needs to focus on um getting his away stats up too because realistically I know a lot of people were saying oh just play Kanan Smith and Jigba in the away games and you know put Jack Swinski in for the home games but me personally if you can't hit either and Kane and Smith and Jigba can hit can hit both home and away, then I'm playing Kane and Smith and Jigba all the way. Um, it's just really hard because I know a lot of fans like Jackson Winsky, Um and they were excited about what he did with the 3-over game, but I honestly just don't see it happening that he's going to be starting a lot of games unless he can figure out how to hit away and home so we'll see how the homestand treats him and yeah maybe who knows maybe we might see another option down to trip away we'll see what happens with him and honestly jason delay is up he was our one of our last ones who are currently with the pirates um in the majors that is he is a better offensive catcher than both Austin Hedges and Tyler Heineman. Again, not outstanding with the offense, but like most catchers struggle with that. Not everybody can be Will Smith. But um, he has some power to him. He has some pop. And he's a really fun defensive catcher to watch. He makes a lot of aggressive plays, and I think... Yes, ultimately, Austin Hedges has a bit better uh, defense and helps with the pitching and everything in the veteran stance. But I think there's a connection that Jason DeLay has with kids like Keller and everything that I honestly, I really like Jason DeLay. Um, I really think that he is a, 
a very he's a very great catcher for what we have, what most teams have, rather. Not just the Pirates, not the trash on Hedges or Heinemann or Carter Benz or anything like that, but the catcher market in the MLB is very slim, and like I said, Will Smith and JT Romuto, they are two of the best of the best, and you know, not everybody could be like that, but I think Jason DeLay is pretty decent. Um, so I'm pretty excited to see some of these guys turn out and honestly uh with the rosters that i see i really hope that we can say that we can see a couple more guys come up soon i love watching mlb debuts i think it's so fun um i think it's just really exciting to see a kid live out their dream if they haven't performed in the mlb then it's it is sad but just seeing them get there is so fun so I will keep you guys updated throughout this season of, you know, monitoring the progress of some of these top prospects, schedules, um, scores, updates, everything. You've got your minor league updates right here. This has been Haley Rana on Talk the Plank. Thank you guys so much for tuning in.